Hey, I'm Dean Blandino, and as a newly minted Detroit Lions fan, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who wish they had as much FaceTime with Cooter as Matthew Stafford. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 216. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit, and I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host Case. How you doing, my man? I'm in rough shape, Chris. I've got a I've got a bit of a groin injury going on. Uh, all right, I, I don't know if I like where this is going, but yeah, on the other hand, it's not getting any any closer to Patricia. So just do you, you think of some other excuse? All right, all right today's show we got a lot of stuff to talk about. This is it. We're, we're recording on the day of the kickoff of, of uh, training camp. And, oh, what's going to happen? We're credentialed media this year, folks. We will have some inside stuff for you. We have some great plans to bring you things that you have not seen from others. That's how we do it, right? We always look to find different ways to do things to bring you information. So we will do that. We've got training camp kicking off, as I said. There's all kinds of stuff to talk about there. We've got power rankings discussion. Case is working hard on his, ready to roll those out pretty soon. And we're going to discuss where the lines are and some of the other ones, including um, some Nate guy and his craziness. We're also going to get into some roster predictions. A whole lot more special guests on the show. Great show lined up this week. Case, you ready to go, my man? I mean, I, I bought a horse. It, I had no idea. Somebody should have warned me. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, time for a couple of quick announcements first. We're not doing many announcements. we got a lot to talk about in this show, so we're going to blast through this. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Go there. Help out. Twitter. At DET Lions Podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Bomb with no pants. And let's get this thing moving. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And uh, like I said, we got to get going quick. I do want to mention that we have someone who isn't the Riz here. This week, and um, well, Andy's here. Hi, Andy Sandman. How you doing? Joining us, joining the team this week, as you do so often in the post game shows and everything else. How are you, Andy? I am so good, so good. Football is back, dude. Football yeah, is Andy. back. This, this is. Hey, look, I love the games. I love the season, but this is one of my favorite times of year. You know, it's kind of like. You know the the big Christmas celebration at the end of the year or, or whatever, right? You're, there's all the anticipation heading up to it. Then, boom! You open up all the toys. Like, well, you know, there's other things. Like, and then, now it's over, right? <laughs> Have a cigarette, and move on. But <laughs> this is this is that that big anticipatory time where there's so much fun, so much action going on. Um, Casey, you're coming this year to training camp. This has got to mm-hmm. be an exciting time for you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. We've got some big news. Uh, the Redditors know all about it. Um, we are credentialed media this year for training camp. Thank you very much to the Lions organizations for doing that. We will have player interviews and other things on the on the show, on the podcast. And you're going to see a lot of us 
a lot of stuff that we're doing come out on the uh, the YouTube and on the website, writing a whole whole bunch of stuff coming together. So make sure that you tune in on all those joints and uh, see. We're going to do daily updates after training camp as well, so we'll we'll, we'll show you those. It's going to be a very very busy piece of time, and uh, to help us out with that, that's why Sandman's here. He's joined the crew, Detroit Lions podcast, to help us get this training camp covered appropriately, and uh, he will be on site with the lions very, very shortly here. Probably by um, two days after one day, after this thing's out, you guys, you're going to see him uh, bounce around in there. And uh, if you're watching the video, which I always recommend you do on YouTube, check out his, uh, his getup. He will be wearing that. You'll just look for that on, uh, on site. You'll see how, how Sandman <laughs> looks, right? <laughs> this is a big, this is a big step for us guys. Credentials, mm-hmm. real media. Crazy. I mean, crazy, it's, it's, crazy. it's almost like we, we do real news. They're really trying to convince you to wear pants. but <laughs> They actually wrote a specific line in the rules this year about wearing pants. So they're, they're, they're serious <laughs> about it. So, I don't know. All right. We'll move in. Let's get talking about uh, the Lions and, uh, and training camp. Of, about the Lions, not about us. Um, it's official. Both Slay and Snacks will report in, in the Reddit. It says tomorrow. But that was today as we record this. There are no Lions holding out. They were. See that holding out case. Uh, this is from 26.2 Pipe Dream. Um, this is pretty great news. I saw a quote from Slay saying, you know, um, you know, how, what are you going to do? He said, I'm playing for my name. I'm playing for my team. And uh, I'm playing for this organization. I'm, uh, I'm out here giving 100% and nothing less. That's, that's pretty awesome. You, you like to see that attitude. Yeah. I mean, you, you always, with a guy like that, you, you can't necessarily say that it's not lip service. It is. But, I mean, it's better than coming out and saying, well, I'm just here because my agent said that I, you know, I'm here didn't so I don't have get a fine. leg to stand on with my <laughs> contract negotiations. So, yeah, I mean, it's what, better than being clearly disgruntled. So, what, what, Where's your thoughts on lip service, Sam? Man? Oh, you know, I'm a big fan of lip service. Um but, uh, you know, I, I, I also read that Slay had mentioned that he had stayed in the Detroit area the entire offseason, and he didn't feel like he was apart from the team even when he wasn't at, you know, mini camps and that sort of stuff because players were coming by his house and saying what's up. So I do think that, you know, for him it does come down to money at the end of the day, but at the same sure. time he's got a love for the game, you know. Saw some pictures of him and his wife at practice today. They both looked happy to be there, so... I don't know how much more we can ask for. Right. We- and I don't think there was ever any indication from him directly that, you know, he was like angry with the team or that he didn't didn't want to be a lion or anything like that. And and I think, you know, uh, Lions fans have a tendency to put those kind of things in their own imaginations and run with them, but Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um can you imagine I he, he, I mean he's he's got a couple kids already. Can you imagine? I mean, his his wife is gorgeous. She is quite an athlete. Can you imagine the kind of offspring they're going to have? The amazing talents that are going to be available <laughs> from the Slay children. I, they are going to tear up the world. Congratulations to that family for uh, having the gene pool to just dominate. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about both of them are in, on NFI, and there's been a lot of talk about that uh, today. Uh, they're back, but is this contract negotiating thing? There's also the part that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about. Uh, it was going on in the Slack chat, though. Um, conversation about the Lions and or the players not necessarily making the uh, the conditioning test. And not necessarily that they didn't pass it, that they weren't in shape, but they haven't taken it yet. 
it, it could be part of the contract contract it could be limited you know work in the preseason here early uh could be a couple things but those aren't the only uh pieces i would i would see is on day two and day three uh if we see some action out of them or if they come off nfi i think we'll, we'll see more sam man what do you think what do you think's holding out slay is he is he got a torn acl that we don't know about after doing the uh the, <laughs> the seatbelt buckle that that <laughs> rogers yeah. is so known for Torres ACL playing Xbox, you know. (laughs) No, I think, you know, every team wants to be cautious. And especially with, you know, potentially our two most important players on defense. um, You know, you kind of want to get them warmed up and into the swing of things before you take them to the conditioning test. Because, you know, Slay is never going to be out of shape. He'd pass that conditioning test, no problem. But then he also may go out and practice and injure himself because he isn't fully football ready you know because that's kind of the point of mini camps and stuff like that is for him and and snacks to kind of warm up to it so i think it may take them a day or two but i think you know i think they're both in shape they're both professionals they've been doing it a long time i'm not concerned about this at all i think it's just a small bump in the road yeah i hear you know those are those are around now at uh allen park yeah yeah We'll get into that a little bit. So, so case, I mean, you're talking about two different ends of the spectrum here. As, as Sam Ann said, probably no threat or no difficulty for say, uh, Slay to pass the conditioning test as a cornerback in particular. Not just Slay, but the cornerback position is the most athletic position on the roster, I think, uh, without a doubt. Then you go to the other end where you talk about defensive tackles. I mean, they are the guys. They are the reason for oxygen tanks on the sidelines <laughs> in the game. Um, what do you th- in, in his case, do you think it's a lot of the same? I, I mean, it's not like Snacks has, has ever been in a position that he hasn't been able to do his job out in the field really well. But a guy like that, maybe maybe he does have some trouble with the condition. Test. I don't really know what all is involved. So what do you, where, where's your head on that? Yeah, How many years has he played and it hasn't been an issue? and I don't know. Um, if there was actual like like smoke, I would maybe believe there's fire. But this is this is pretty normal. Um, uh, you know, a lot of guys start uh, camp on NFI and P- PUP lists and uh, have no problems. Yep. So until until there's a report, until somebody with the team says, you know, whoa, we're bringing them along from a you know off season groin injury or uh, somebody stepped on a seashell or or you know whatever. Um, until somebody says something like that, I'm not, I'm, I'm not overly concerned. Even if it's a few days, I'm not like body surfing off of Machu Picchu, anything like that. Right. Okay. Okay. No, we're okay with that. All right. So those guys are in and, uh, any comments further about the holdout case or is this just a a closed, a closed deal? We're done moving forward. I'm gonna. I'm just going to let this one lie. Uh, (laughs) Usually, usually I, you know. Somebody needed a Snickers bar, horn, but and I don't think it was you. <laughs> Let it go. We'll, uh... I don't have the Frozen theme. Sorry, I drop it in there. All right. Hey, one Let thing <laughs> we just kicked off this week. You guys may be interested in. I mean, I know a lot of people are playing. This is our, our yearly fundraiser for the show that we do, the Fantasy Football Leagues. And we're doing it. Uh, there's, a, there's a decent difference this year. We have somebody different running it for us. We heard your feedback about the IDP. And that, you know, not a lot of people are into that. They're more into the team defense. We, we heard you. So there's no IDP leagues this year. There is a champion, intermediate, and beginner leagues. The difference is the uh, the entry fee and the grand prizes, right? The prize pool is bigger. There are more prizes this year in all the all the leagues. Beginner has has the standard prize package for second and third in the money. Mm-hmm. Um, champion and intermediate 
Um, there's four prizes per league, and it's it's twelve per league. Last year, if you remember, in the year before, we were combining leagues at the end for a championship. Nope, straight twelve man league. You win the your league, you get a you get the, the prize for first place. Period. No other silly stuff at the end. And we're already going out. We got money and uh, other stuff, but we're going out in fourth place. Is getting a prize as well. They're all getting T-shirts of their choice for the show. So you know, you've got one third of each league is winning prizes. So when it comes down to it, Ash did the math. He's running it this year. If you guys know Ash Thompson, he's he's amazing. He did that fill-in show for us on his own. Um, He's doing a good job with this, and he's put together a really good set of rules on the on the fantasy piece. You guys are going to love it. If you like fantasy, like I said, it's a great way to support the show, have fun, and have a chance to win some money. And four out of 12 of the people in the fantasy leagues are, are winning prizes. So it's a heck of a way to go. Um, there's also a little something different. We're putting a little spin on it. And this is where Case is, is a, a local hero amongst the RNFL crowd. Um, we're doing some pick'em leagues. Uh, and we got two leagues and we, we, we figured we were talking about it and it's kind of like, you know, there's two ways that people will kind of want to do this. We're putting just one big pick em league together where everyone throws in five bucks and you get one winner of a bunch of prizes, uh, prizes. And then we're going to give away shirts for the third, fourth, uh, second, third and fourth place. So you, you guys get a shirt of your choice as well. Um, but whoever wins that league has a huge pot to pay to play for. So there's a lot of value there for you. Their small batch league is, uh, I believe it's 10 people, it says in the rules. And uh, it's the same thing, $5 entry fee, but uh, you have higher odds of winning. So you could do a couple of those. We're not going to put the same person in um, multiple leagues, but you can play multiple times if you want. So a lot of good fantasy stuff going on this year and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of opportunities to win. And uh, there's there's some decent some pretty good prizes there actually along the way. So you're gonna bring your A game if you're if you're going in to pick them against me. So talk, uh, yeah, I, talk a little bit about your your pick them history, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I've, uh, you've had a couple of years where early you got a little bit in the hole, but you've uh, I just you've pulled uh, the, out every time. The, the RNFL mods and former mods have been running a a a for fun pick them league for God, I want to say like seven years now. It's been a while. Um, and I win almost every year. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> this last year I tied. This last year I tied for first. I think I technically had a tiebreaker, but I was like, I mean, I, I will just say that I tied, you know, for first this last year, but I, I, um, I, I play a mean pick'em game. You're I think I ranked, I ranked in the top like 2,000 players a couple of years on the, on the ESPN pick'em site. There you go. All right. So, uh, Play against Case. Show him up, please. Please show him <laughs> up. I want to see. I want to see some pain on that face. Not that smug look he always gives every year about his pickle league. <laughs> uh, how do you do it? Go to store.detroitlionspodcast.com and uh, in the pants free products area. Besides the the wonderful shirts and other merchandise we have, you will see the fantasy football registrations. The big ring there. Go ahead and click on that, and you can choose what leagues and what you want to be in, and check out the whole thing all secure and uh, fully safe for you to do that so thanks for everyone that plays like i said it's our, our big that's our fundraiser for the year the, the rest of the stuff is all just trying to keep the the lights on but this pays for the majority of what we do so fantasy football store.detroitlionspodcast.com or just go to detroitlionspodcast.com and there's a great story from ash on that okay catching on now we'll talk about the lions and uh offensive versus defensive drills this is a story that uh, eric schlitt put out today it was posted in the reddit by fabe 331 hawkinson beats blanket coverage from tavai uh-oh and a db uh-oh 
for a toe-tapping diving catch in the back of the end zone. Brilliant way to open camp for the eighth overall pick. It really is. I feel great about Hawkinson, but I'm not really worried. But if this continues, defense usually wins the beginning of camp and offense starts to come back later. Is this a sign that the defense has failed already? Case, can you help us on this? Well, it's a sign that TJ Hawkinson is a better player than Jelani Tavai. <laughs> and I would absolutely reverse their draft order. Um, no, I mean, uh, well, I, okay, so we're going to get into roster predictions later. But, I, I mean, if you want to look at one place on the roster that is still like, ugh, you kind of cringe when you look at the players we have. It, it's linebacker. Um, and if there's one area that I would not be surprised to see them, you know, wait for cuts to be made elsewhere and, and potentially add um, more players to. Hey, quick question. Was that grunting noise positive or negative? That was not a good. That okay. was not a good noise. Okay, no, I wasn't um, quite sure what we were getting there. <laughs> now, even if, even if uh, Tavai, you know, who has been playing with first team defense, which is another one of our our notes, so I'll just you know toss that in there, I guess. Um, which is good, you know, that's good for a rookie to know that he's like at that level. But then again, when you look at who else he's facing up against, it's like Jesus. I'm glad he's playing with the first team because if he wasn't, that would be a sign of major concern. Um, so no, all I really take away from that is that TJ Hawkinson is, is going to manhandle Tavai and hopefully Tavai, you know, learns a few things along the way. Interesting. What do you think, Sam, man? I mean, you were super high in the Tavai pick when we were uh, doing dra- da- day two draft coverage. <laughs> um, have you turned I on I spent a lot of time on him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <clears throat> I think playing linebacker in the NFL is hard. Um, and that's kind of why we have such a nah. problem with it <laughs> right now. Um, so I, I don't, I don't really look at this as anything other than, you know, Hawkinson has good hands, you know, has the ability to make a catch over a couple guys. Um, you know, he's not dropping the ball, which we've, you know, had problems with. Um, you know, t- you know, I've read a couple articles that mentioned how seamless, you know, everything looked for him, how easy it was. He didn't look like he strained to make this hard catch. It just mm-hmm. looked rudimentary to him right. that he's finding soft spots and zones. And to be honest, uh, that all that really does is excite me. You know, I wasn't super high on the pick at the time because I thought there was more value there. But now he's on the team. Uh, I never thought he was a bad player. And I think that, uh, you know, he's going to bring a lot of value. We really haven't had a tight end on our roster since Anquan Bolden. If we're being honest, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, no, you're you're not wrong at all. I won't argue. So I'm I'm, I'm excited about any positive news coming out of the tight end room at this point, and I'm not that concerned about Tavai at this point. Okay, all right. Well, then we'll uh, we'll go with that. We'll we'll feel good about it, I guess. So uh, looking good with uh, Hawkinson out there. This Hawkinson kid, I think, has has got a lot a lot to bring to this team, and um, you're right about um, him being the the best tight end since uh, since Bolden. Uh, uh, thank you. Kind of what a great <laughs> reason. It's been a long week. I cannot wait to get deep into this coverage. Um, yeah, no, he's 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 really something. He he brings it and you know, um, tight ends. those soft hands. They used to talk about. Do you remember? Um, uh, it was Fourier when he came in. They talked about how soft his hands were, but it looks like Hawk brings a lot more to the to the game than just Fourier. But those those soft hands, maybe he's got. Maybe he's been soaking in palm olive. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> All right, uh, Patricia. Animal farm. <laughs> Bag bomb. <laughs> <laughs> 
Patricia, he joins uh, training camp on the NFI. There's a serious issue here, Sam. And um, <laughs> what's what does this mean for the team going forward? I mean, does this does this really bring us to a three win season, or what's what's the long term effect here? You know, I'm I'm a little concerned. I think that with his foot injury, uh, he's going to have a much harder time sticking that foot up people's asses and they do things wrong. Do you think his uh, challenge flag motion is going to be impacted? You know, I don't know if he's going to throw another 60-yarder like he did last year. Yeah, that was uh, you know, he really stepped into that one. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll have to see. Um, you know, I th- it may actually improve things for us because he's much quicker in the cart than he is. Oh, on- fair, fair. You know, he can go straight from the O-line. He's not going to miss as many team over. meetings or, or you know. <laughs> Oh God! He's gonna be on time now. He doesn't. Have- <laughs> I'm I'm kind of surprised him and Martha aren't riding on the same cart. Oh, you're <laughs> killing me! You guys are just murdering me right now. <laughs> oh my God! No, no, no! It's 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 true. The cart. Do you remember? I mean, I, Case probably doesn't. But do you remember Sammy in the days of Wayne Fonts where he would roll around in that golf cart with a cigar? He's yelling at guys, you know, <laughs> run, run, get forward. You yell, just cursing at guys basically to to play harder, try harder, practice harder. And he's got a cigar, a lit cigar hanging out of his mouth. I mean, it's it's got to be hard to 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 practice with the stench of of a cigar buoyant burn in your lungs. Would you say, Case, or is that how you typically do it? Well, you know, when I I the only um, <clears throat> organized sport I played as an adult was um, ultimate frisbee in uh, at Drexel University in Philadelphia. Nice, nice. And at that moment in time, I was smoking about a pack a day. Oh, that's good for you. So, yeah. so I'd get off the field from practice and immediately like walk back home smoking. And, you know, I, I, I understand that the concept Wayne Fonts is going for. Well, it shows how weak players are today. They use those oxygen, <laughs> oxygen restrictor masks because they're afraid to smoke. That's really the problem, right? right. I think if they wanted a real right. workout, a pack of camels would get these guys You'd probably see a lot of sub four forties in the combine anymore. Get them on those cowboy killers, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so there we go. We got Hawkinson. We covered. We you were talking about Patricia. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this. He did say in his uh, in his uh, meeting, his presser this morning ahead of camp that um, he's he's going to be careful with it and uh, and not working too hard. I mean, I I really would hate to see the poor guy still dealing with that in September or October, right? I mean, it would just be such a distraction um, at the wrong time of year. And, and it, it's silly to be talking about a coach this way, right, with something like this. But the other question is, why didn't you get it taken care of in early June, right? Why is it now? And, 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 and just weird. Just weird. So hopefully, you know, now we're talking about like he's a player for sure. Hopefully it's not a sign of an underlying injury that uh, he's not going to be able to come back from. So we'll see. All right. Don't forget about fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. It's time. You're going to get your Lions gear fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Uh, it's a great way to help the show by doing something that you were going to do anyway. They give us a little kickback when you use that link. And uh, all the Lions gear, you want to start going college, you can do that. College starts a little earlier, too. You get your Michigan gear, Michigan State gear, or some other rival school. Whatever you want. Any sports merchandise. The low sales on Tiger stuff this year. Uh, again, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. If you want to get your Zag Zenner shirts or any of the other stuff, of course, store.detroitlionspodcast.com podcast.com all right three lions to make top prospects in 2019 this is an interesting story and it was posted by ki double and it was from fan uh, pro football focus i think case was that it or fantasy 
fuck is I forget. <laughs> I don't way, remember. Ki double is the person we want to refer to because he no, put it in the support for us. Plus there with, goes. with football outsiders. There you go. Football outsiders. That's the one. I knew football was in the name. Uh, anyway, they're talking Deshaun Hand, Tracy Walker, and Tyrell Crosby are uh, these top prospects for for uh, 2019. I can see Deshaun Hand. Tracy Walker's an interesting one, right? I mean, I have all the hope and all the all the signals were pointing to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Tell me yeah. about Tracy. Tell me about how what makes him one of the three guys on this list. Case. Well, I mean, it's hard for me to separate the two because you have essentially the same thing going on with both of them. You've got two guys who were on relatively low snap count last year, um, and so you have to ask. Okay, so with an increased snap count. With that, being asked to do more is more difficult. I don't think that's like a difficult concept. Um, I like to use Harrison Smith as, a, as an example. Um, when the Vikings had to start asking him to do more, especially this last year, he struggled. Uh, he didn't struggle. He was still really, really good. I shouldn't say that. But like, if you look at his PFF score, his PFF score went down. Um, and it wasn't because he was a worse player. He just had to do more. And if you have to do more, if you have to cover more ground, if you have to play more snaps, uh, it, it's not as easy to be you know, all in on every snap. It's not as easy to um, impact the game in, in the short term uh, in meaningful ways as it is to, you know, uh, when, when you're on the field and you're, you're energized and you're motivated like big time for one play, whatever, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, both of those guys are going to have to prove that in their second year, wait a second, is Tracy Walker a sophomore? Tracy Walker is a sophomore, yes. Okay, good, uh, good. For a second there, I was thinking it was third year. You freaked okay. me out, right? I was <laughs> like, uh, is this a trick question? No, no, no. no. Um, but, but point being, you know, both, both of them in their second year, they're going to have to prove that like what they were able to put together um, in limited snaps is a thing that they can reproduce in a great deal of snaps. Yeah. And that's that is no small feat. And trying to predict whether or not that's actually likely to happen, boy, that is that is difficult because uh, neither one of them clearly is ready to make that step. Neither one of them is clearly not ready to make that step. So I don't know. Um, I, I'm certainly optimistic about both. There, there's plenty of reason to be optimistic about both. But uh, if you if you ask me whether or not, like on a per snap you know, uh, basis, whether or not they're going to be able to match the impact they had um, in their limited snaps, I would say no. Over the course of a year, they, they might have more. They, they'll almost certainly both have major potential to have a big impact. Um, but on a, on a, as compared to, you know, if you come in for five plays on, a, on, you know, every other drive, as opposed to, you know, playing almost every down, it's going to be tough for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, there, there's no disagreement there. Um, what about Tyrell Crosby, uh, Sam? Man, wh- wh- where's your where's your hopes? Do you do you think he's one of the uh, the top prospects for this year? You know, I think we will have to see. I think the offensive line is going to be a hodgepodge probably throughout most of the preseason, even until we get a final, you know, see at what's going on. You know, a lot of people projected that he could play guard. Uh, that he could slide in and do a good job of uh, of that, uh, replace um, uh, Ragnow at left guard with him potentially moving to center and Glasgow moving to right guard. Um, 
I think if he gets playing time, um, you know, more playing time, I think he'll do a good job because he did a good job for us last year. I think injury concerns was kind of what caused him to drop in the first place. Sure. And we'll kind of have to see. We've kind of been plagued with O-line injuries uh, the last couple of years. Um, so I'm hopeful that uh, if he gets outplayed, then that means that our offensive line is good. I'm hopeful that if he does – uh, show up on the starting lineup that he can fill the role well and uh, do what the team needs him to do. Having a having a swing tackle who's like actually, you know, serviceable is one of the more underrated positions in the league too, in my opinion. So, um, just because he's not in the starting lineup doesn't mean that he's not a valuable member of the team. No, exactly, and that's you know, and that's one of those things that doesn't get mentioned often enough, in my opinion. I think you're right is how valuable it is to have a single guy that can re- potentially replace four positions on, mm-hmm. your, on your team. And, you know, that's a pretty important thing. And, uh, you know, even if he's not a starter, he'll have an impact this year. For sure. mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I have high hopes for all those guys. I think Deshaun Hand is probably the uh, – and I, and I don't mean to undersell the other guys. I just think that he's the one he, – he really performed at such a high level last year that that next step – Seeing him take that neck is is super exciting. It, it, it could that we were talking about it. I remember talking about this, you know, ahead of Snacks and even after Snacks. Though I mean, Snacks was a superstar and, and kind of a stopgap, but we were terrified of that front seven. That was a real problem for this team. And now you look at it, and it's like you know, this is a this is a different kind of this is a whole new ball of wax here. This this is a, a an absolute strength. And I think that line is gonna gonna in, invoke some fear in the hearts of some NFC North rivals. So Deshaun will, will I really want to see him looking. So good good spot for a couple breakout candidates. You think about you know you want if you want positions to break out, those are those are three great ones to have. Mm-hmm. Something like that happen. The ability of the Lions to move on um, instead of paying Ashawn Robinson will also likely have a lot to do with how Han does this year. Yeah. Did you guys see the the age app thing that the Lions do? Speaking of yes. age, that was that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> For those that didn't, somebody there's that age face age app or whatever it is. That's by the way stealing your pictures, but whatever. Uh, that was out there, and everyone was was going ham on it and showing what they look like when they're old, or showing what other people look like when they're old. The Lions, yeah, good. <laughs> Better than I do now. Yeah, indubitably more mature for sure. Um, so they, the the Lions did one of a various players, and 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 <laughs> Diggs was was funny. He he looks like a funny funny fellow, and he gets all the corner of the app. Stafford looks like uh, he kind of resembles Favre actually when he when he goes to the ager. But they were posting the pictures of him, and then they posted the picture of. Of Aishan, just a just a picture of him today. <laughs> so he's been through aging. Yeah, it was really good. Very well done. Their social media team has been hot this year, man. Yeah, one of the best in the league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about power rankings. This is one of those things that is um, a vicious, vicious sport. Um, you have all kinds of people putting teams in all kinds of different places. Some people that you respect otherwise are doing some things that you're like, what? And some people you have no respect for, you're like, well, maybe this guy might know a thing or two here because you're, you're, you're agreeing with him. Usually it's that confirmation bias that you're looking for, uh, whether you know it or not. So it, what we're seeing this year is the Lions are dropping, popping up on a lot of these pretty far down the list. And then we, we, can, we can also throw in the conversation. I'm, I'll open it up to uh, Nate Davis's uh Three and thirteen prediction for the Lions this year. That was twenty ninth on on his list. That was like, 
what? That seems a little uh, a little goofy, uninformed. Let's. I'll just open it up. Uh, Sam, man, first off, when you're talking about power rankings, you're, you're, you're thinking about Nate. Um, where, where's your head at with this team this year? I'm obviously, only one day of training camp under our belt so far, but um, we, we've seen some improvements in the other team. Has the rest of the NFL improved as much as the Lions have in the offseason? I think our division's going to be tough. You know, it may even be arguably the hardest division in football uh, with Green Bay potentially making some strides in their offense, you know, changing up a little bit. The Bears obviously looked good last year. The Vikings, you know, underperformed last year, I think. But, um, you know, for me, it all comes down to the Lions schedule this year. And we have a pretty gnarly schedule, all things considered. We've got the Chargers, the Eagles, the Chiefs, uh, you know, all of our division games. Uh, I've got some that I don't think look that bad, you know, the Broncos, the Buccaneers. Um, but I think it all comes down to Patricia and how he handles this team. Um, and, and you know, any wins that he can eke out by coaching. Because I don't think the Lions are that less talented than any of these teams. I think we're on par, maybe even more talented than most teams in the NFL on paper. It's just a matter of getting that down. I think Theoretically, you know, I could if things go bad, kind of like they did last year, where we had a couple bad losses that seemed to carry over week to week until yeah. we snapped out of the funk. I could see anywhere from six and ten to twelve and four. Um, you know, depending on how well we play against our division, hopefully Patricia can get that. I mean, if we can go five and one in our division, six and zero, oh, then the sky's the limit. I think. Yeah. Well, and we can talk. We can talk a little bit about the the first. Four games on this, uh, or even first five games we're playing on the schedule at the Cardinals. It's week one. We talk about week one. It's fool's gold, right? Um, about how a team is. Last year <clears throat> we played the Jets, and that was one of the that I, I still it still burns in my soul. The the J E T S chant and chant in Ford Field that really still hurts. Um, power, you know, good on them for rubbing it in. I, I wish we could do that sometime. But that first game of the Cardinals, I think, is a toss-up. I think if you do it week four, week three, it's a Lions win based on how the teams are, but it's just always a toss-up week one, so you don't know where that's at. Uh, the Chargers at home, going to be a tough game. They're a playoff team. Then going to Philadelphia and the Chiefs at home, that's a pretty tough grind for the first four games. And then you're going out to the Packers after a bye week early. That, um, that could really hurt a lot of people's opinions of this team early. What do you think, Case? Well, yes. <clears throat> I won't be surprised, you know, if we come out of that at two and three. Hopefully, it's not one and four. Um, but uh, if you're going to... Okay, so first of all, if you're going to put the team at, you know, three or four wins total, um, essentially what you're saying is that they're a worse team this year than they were last year. And uh, that's so hard to buy. It's not like the team got a bunch of lucky wins last year. Well, let me and let me let me challenge that a little bit, though, Case, because you know the the other teams have a say in it too. So they've improved or or, or gotten worse. So yeah. have have the Lions improved less than the rest of the league, or at least the rest of the teams they're playing? And I still think I still think your 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 argument holds because I don't think they've they've. You know they're they're le- they've degraded compared to everybody else. Um, I think they've improved a, a great deal this off season, and there's a lot of intangible kind of things with your coach keeping your coach second year. Everybody kind of finding their way um, that that feed into that. I don't think that 
a regression in in this team's record is is in the cards based on how where how everyone else has improved. It's on our. I don't think it would be reasonable to make an argument that the Lions were below average in the league in terms of. Um, I mean, uh, this this is. I mean, it, that that gets into pure speculation mode. But if you want to look at it on paper, it would be real hard to argue that the Lions didn't improve more than most other teams in the league. In fact, and, and if you want to talk in division. Uh, the only team who you couldn't even make an argument that improved more than the Lions this offseason is the Packers. And they're, they got a coach whose name translates to the flower. <laughs> flower. What a name. Yeah. We would never put a player with a name like flower on our team, right? Losers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, what, what I tend to find is that the um, the bigger companies uh the usa today's the espn's um nfl.com even they're the ones who will tend uh there are certainly exceptions to this to just take the easy way of doing power rankings which is to like how do you like when you say a team's name how do you feel about them right and when you say the lions you know it's not a it's not it shouldn't be a surprise and i'm not like i'm not you know, it'd be. I, I know a lot of people get bitter about it and angry about it, and there are times when I feel that way. But I mean, in terms of power rankings, in terms of guys just trying to uh, pow, uh, pound out, you know, an article to get clicks. Um, it, <laughs> if if I say the Lions and you say, "Oh, well, they're not very good," mm-hmm. I, I how do I, you know, like <laughs> how much research did do I actually think they put into the Lions before they? Put them at you know like uh, Nate Davis put them twenty ninth. Um, I've seen them uh, with some of these larger publications. I've seen them you know in the twenty six to thirty range. Um, and I'm not, I'm not gonna you know it sucks that you can't be bothered to do more research, but I understand that that's kind of the job you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my opinion on it, obviously. Uh, what I would tell you is that having, you know, working on my power rankings and we'll, I'll, I'll give you guys some insight into where those are at. Um, they're they're I, every year they're harder and harder. So it takes me longer and longer. I am working on them. They, do you think they maybe you're getting dumber and dumber? Well, also, yes. Okay, um, just check. Yes. Totally. So I'm trying to compensate by that by doing more research. Um, compensation goal. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I have the I have the you know advantage of just doing it because it's something I like doing in my free time. So I could spend as much time as I want to doing it. I don't have to. I don't have a deadline. Um, I mean, I used to say I want to get them out before the start of the season, but um, <laughs> like not, power rankings know, done I'm December thirtieth. Uh, Nailed it. I, Chris, Chris will send me a message every once in a while, like, "How's the power rankings coming?" But he's not standing there cracking the whip, you know. Um, <laughs> but if you look at like maybe some of the SB Nation sites, things like that, um, where it's a, a little bit more independent, a little bit more uh, passion-driven kind of stuff, then you'll if you look at a lot of those power rankings, you'll see the Lions much higher. Um, you're not going to find any of them that, uh, with Lions, you know, in the top 16, including mine, um, because they have to prove that before I'm willing to do that. But um, you'll generally find them in like the 20 to 25 range as opposed to the 26 to 30 range in sure. those type of power rankings where guys have actually, you know, done a little bit more looking into, you know, uh, things like how teams shook out in terms of injuries last year, how teams um, immediate impact from uh, draft and free agents and uh, 
you know, uh, whether or not a team was lucky or unlucky in games last year, those kind of things that, you know, uh, should fluctuate, you know, how you look at a, how you, how you look at a team. All right. So let me employ, we've, we've got some really new technology. We, Sam is joining us. He, and part of the reason he's joining us, uh, is for us to test out this new technology. This is the Sandman decombobulator. Uh, we're able to pull, pull thoughts out of his head while you know things are happening. So during Case's um, discussion here and what he's talking about, we pulled this. The Sandman decombobulator comes up with the bullshit. So explain Sandman <laughs> why why is what Case talking about pure BS? Um, you know it. it- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I, I agree Bring with you. I think I think that the hard part is, and he talked about this a little bit, is the luck factor, right? Yeah. You know, we were in a bunch of games. How many field goals went off uprights? Yes. That guys. is also true. That is fair. That's a good you know, point. like there there was a lot of like you could argue that the Carolina game was all luck. Like they missed out on four points due to a missed field goal and a missed extra point yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, uh, probably would have caused them to not go for two. We also probably would have beat the 49ers if we'd played them out without Jimmy Garoppolo, whereas almost nobody else had to do that. So that's true. You know, and then so, there's I mean, other things like that. Like you can look at it a lot of ways, but and yeah, you know, like the same thing, holding call on, you know, the interception that Tracy Walker had. Oh, oh, that one pissed Garoppolo. me off. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of stuff like that. That's, Hard to quantify, but I think that after last year, I have hope in this team because I'm a Lions fan. If I was an outsider looking at this team after how Patricia seemingly handled the team, after the Jets game, how they seemed to kind of fall apart, how the team didn't seem to have an identity, even with the additions that they've made, I might have a hard time with that. But I'm a Lions fan, so I don't really have that hard of a time with that. (laughs) But, you know... That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's really difficult. I can see from a national perspective because, look, Lions fans, we feel burned. Think about these national guys who are putting their um, their reputations on the line as they write these things. Every time they get behind the Lions, they get burned, right? Every time it looks like the Lions are about to turn a corner, you, it's because you, they wait until we have a team a season that's like nine and seven and ten and six to predict that we're actually going to go anywhere. Because it's a prove it, it's a prove it thing, they though. Bet on us when we were low. They'd have a much better success rate. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) your gambling strategy is a little different than theirs. (laughs) I'd love to see your brackets. Every time we have a low year, we tend to do better. Well, I mean, we're talking last decade, not like the last 50 years. No, it all counts. (laughs) No, no, no. It's it's absolutely true. I did see um, that, you know, you talk about... um, the, the the luck that they've had, we re signed the goalposts, and they've definitely lost weight. If you notice at uh, training camp, the skinny <laughs> posts are up. They're going to they're gonna have to put on some pounders there and widen themselves out to to do that gap again. But no, um, we that was incredible. The 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 goalposts impact last year and on the luck of this team. I will say though, also we had games. I mean, if you look at the the, the tectonic shift in how the defense performed when we got snacks. And you then project that forward into right, year right. what he would have been for that team. Um, you, I think you see a couple more wins on the board. And on the other side of it is is let's be we've said it a couple times, but let's not diminish the effect of Jim Bob Cooter and his offense. Mm-hmm. Week one, they were telling us they knew the plays. The Jets were. I mean, it was the most predictable. And, and look, we like to think we know a bit about about football, but. 
sitting there being able to pick the play. Sam, man, you and I talked about it, and it was it was like the topic du jour every week in the post game show. We knew like twenty percent of the plays that they were going to run just by the formation, right? I mean, yeah. how do you how do you give your team a chance? Part of that that is masking what your what your intentions are and that gives you that extra you know that gives you some separation on a on a on a on a route for a wide receiver because you don't know what route the damn guys run it right it gives you it it affects a whole number of things um just that idea if they don't know what you're doing trying to do or what you're doing so i think there's a significant change in both of those things this year and i may live to regret these words and to eat these words but i'm going to say them anyway I'm excited to hear him. It can't be worse under Bevel than it was Oof. under Jim Bob Cooter. It, it, this offense, no, the no, offense may not I perform. There may be they they may be they they may, it may be player injury or something like else that, that that affects it. But the actual offense and the scheme, I just can't see it being worse than Jim Bob Cooter's offense. It, his offense was pure hairy ass. It was absolute <laughs> garbage. I will say, you know, every single person I know um, that I talk football with who is even remotely knowledgeable. So just uh, a step above the Facebook fan. Right. Uh, You know, I I talk to all the former RNFL mods, things like that. There's quite a few of those guys. We've had a few of them on the show, like Skep, uh, Skepticism and Survival, for example. Some of the other guys. um, They, I mean... When it, when whenever the Lions get brought up, they're like, "Oh, Case is going to come in here and be all optimistic," and I'm like, "No, not really. I, you know, Sometimes. I pick them as like a mediocre team. Uh, eight and eight is, you know, what the record prediction I have for them. Um, but they all even agree, you know, the Daryl Bevel signing. While it, there's there, it was easy to laugh at because of the one play in the Super Bowl, is a good signing. I mean, there is a lot of reason to like that in comparison to what we have. There just is. Okay. I, I won't. I won't disagree. That was just. I was agreeing with you. I, I, the only. The only area I was waiting for the, the is by saying it can't. It can't be any worse. Just because. Jim Bob's it. offense was so bad. No, no, and I know it can, right? And that's that's. I mean, that's psychologists um, give that advice to people who are going through the loss of somebody close to them and that sort of thing. Don't get to the point where you say, "Well, at least it can't be any worse," because it it actually can be worse. It always can be worse, and and you think it's the bottom, and the, and, and it could be worse. Don't so so you don't want to put yourself in that position to get set up for another uh, serious loss, right? But I mean, let's say it, in the in the in the in the realm of football, dumb, that was a absolutely horrific offense and then yep. last year came along and we did it again which made it even that much worse it was it was terrible it was it was terrible <laughs> sam man tell me i'm tell me i'm wrong talk me out of that <laughs> i mean there's no denying how terrible that offense was last year i think you know for me and i a lot of it has to fall on jim bob Cooter. he didn't have enough creative play calls he didn't have a lot of um wrinkles and anything that he did you know, they specifically, uh, you know, Bob Quinn specifically brought up that they wanted somebody who could adapt to game plan week to week. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is scary to me that they kept a guy on staff that couldn't adapt to game plan week right, to week. Right. I don't know any NFL coach. If you want to blame Stafford for anything, it's that they kept Jim Bob Cooter an extra yeah. year. No, that's a great point. <laughs> in case That is really a great point because he's the one that went to bat for him. Right. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, I think, you know, and Stafford should have a little bit of blame. And I think he was comfortable. But also what was never really discussed was how 
Uh, Patricia coming in changed the offense as a total. Jim Bob was still running a Caldwell offense, but without Caldwell's backing. Yeah. That makes it right. hard. So, you know, the, the season where Stafford set the comeback record, you know, that was all Caldwell. If you watch that season versus the season last year with Patricia, you know, if we had a minute 20 seconds left or a minute and 30 seconds left before a half or before the end of the, the game, um, Caldwell would go for it. He had no qualms going, you know, hard trying to score in those moments. Whereas Patricia this past year, and it was one of my qualms about him, was that he was very conservative. He was more, well, we'll try one or two things. If we move the ball down, then maybe we'll continue to see what happens. But if they're starting at their own 20, he's going to try to run out the clock, the clock for fear of, you know, whatever. Let me, uh, let me, it, that makes it hard on Cooter for sure. Sure. No. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say that I'm not, I'm not looking at Patricia there because so many games that I went to, Patricia was completely uninvolved with the offense in game. Uh, he was down talking to the defense. He was doing everything. Play calls were going in. I was watching him um, on a number of plays and he, it was, and I think this is partially, there's, I think there's a couple things at play here, but um, he, he wasn't involved because I think Jim Bob Cooter wasn't his guy and he didn't want him. Safford said he wanted him. And he's like, here you go. Now go make it work. And it was just like a, it's on you. I completely it, agree. And, and that shows a couple of things. One, people who think he's on the hot seat. I don't think that's the case. I think that's this is part of a long-term plan, and it's it's part of a long-term trade. They want to win now. Everybody wants to win now, right? But they also recognize that that promise of this is a win-now team. Remember Jim Bob or, or Jim Caldwell said that, and and they were a win-now team. They just wound up kind of falling back to a win and lose about the same amount now team. Um, th- he was disinterested because it was is was sink or swim, Cooter. Just make it work, <clears throat> and and that's what they looked at. Um, the other thing is Jim Bob Cooter was creative with the offense, but he was creative when it didn't matter, right? It, when, when the yeah. game was lost yeah. and or, or it was just – that's when it was like, okay, <laughs> Stafford, call your own place. I know, I know he didn't say that, but that's when things started actually happening. Those comebacks the, the year before last that, we were, that were just so amazing, it's when Cooter just threw shit to the wind and didn't follow his natural instincts in his game. But it was, and then it mattered because Stafford was going through these late game heroics, and these guys were, were pulling things together. I just think that um, going back to the piece of the confidence that um, uh, Patricia had with not being involved and letting the, his <laughs> his uh, offensive uh, coordinator and his quarterback put that offense together and run it gave him a chance to concentrate on some of the other things that are important. But shows again that confidence that this is a long term thing. He's not getting fired this year. I mean, if they went 0-16, it's a different to- topic, right? It's a different thing to talk about. If Nate Davis is right and they go 3-13, and definitely a different uh, conversation. But I would even bet if they match last year's record but show how things have improved otherwise. The, the, the record isn't the only thing you evaluate when you look at these guys. I, I think that he'd be absolutely fine and Quinn is absolutely fine because they have a true plan and a true vision. And um, I, I will go back, you know, people always talk about the Patriots way and I hate that kind of thing, but they, they definitely are kind of indicative of what you can look to for some examples of what to expect with the, with the team. And that team has been built with a long-term record and a long-term performance in, in in mind, the only player from when they won their first Super Bowl in this dynasty period to, to now that's won the, all the Super Bowls of that team is Tom Brady. They've done it with completely different rosters otherwise. It, it, there's something to tell you 
that they think long term, they bring, they play it long term, they build it long term. You're never going to be able to build a team in one year and then maintain that over a long period of time. So that, that's that's just my thinking on that. I agree. We, we're not fighting this week, Case. <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> All right. Um, let's, let's okay. We'll move on from power rankings. Looking forward to your power rankings, Case. They're they're awesome oh, every year. Well, I love them. Do, we, do can I tell you guys where they're at right now? Oh, as long as it's not too personal. Well, yeah, sure. Um, so, no, I, I'm I'm working on them. Like I said, they're they're coming along. Um, just a few points to note that I that I've kind of noticed. Um, there's a few teams, and uh, maybe maybe this is the only thing I'll tell you guys right now. There are three teams right now that I pegged for biggest regression. One of them isn't going to surprise you at all, and Chicago. that's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no surprise. Um, but I mean, I, but I, I also think that a lot of people agree with that. I don't think that's like a unique to me and my bias situation. Um, another is the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yep, we talked about that last. They, I think last week, and I and I agree they are they are ripe for regression. They uh, their their offensive line. They lost people. They lost a lot on their defense, and while their defense wasn't you know the main reason they were winning games anyway. Uh, you know, if, if you make it worse, it's worse. Um, they lost Sue, they lost, uh, 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 their safety. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, and, and a couple other guys, uh, they lost Saffold and another offensive lineman. Yeah. They're going to be, that's where the big, great, Ash and, and, and the Slack team were talking about that. Patreon.com slash Storylines Podcast. Um, we're talking about that, that very, very in particular thing. We're going to learn about Jared, a lot about Jared Golf. Oh, yeah. Golf, and he was golf. not good under pressure at all. He was right. not good under pressure. So if, he's going to be under pressure. pressure. Increases on him. <laughs> it's not a good situation. Andrew Whitworth is 30 fucking seven. Um, and the dude is incredible. I hope he goes to the Hall of Fame. But um, he's 37. And, and God, how much longer can you keep up playing that that high level at left tackle? So um, I think Sandman could do it. Probably. Um, so, so they're number two. The uh, the other one is the Steelers. Uh, because I looked Man. at their wide receiver core, their receiving core in general, it's fucking garbage. It's garbage. Wow. I know Juju Smith uh, Juju Smith Schuster is a star. Okay, like I'm not arguing with that. Like but all of a sudden, Johnson. he has to be he has to be the number one when he's never had to be the number one. And be uh, past him, they have. What Dante Moncrief is their is their second best wide receiver? It's like us with Calvin Jesus Johnson, Christ. right? You have one guy, and right, and they, you, and it's, he's it's better not get like out he's of double, on Calvin coverage. Johnson's level, right? They have Vance McDonald, who's a decent tight end receiving, but they lost Jesse James to us, and <clears throat> there's no indication whatsoever they have you know another another tight end who can catch a pass either. Yep. So, oh, God, they are, and Big Ben is you know he's he's at the end. I mean, this is his, not, his last he's year. He's going to retire He's not quite at the end, he's he's gonna gonna quite at the end like he lies at the end, but he is at the end. This is last year. I think this is Big yeah. Ben's last year. So I think he is at the end like he lies at his end. So anyway, I'll just give you go give you guys those that tidbit to soak up, and I'll hopefully hopefully in the next week or two I'll have the actual powering. Love up. soaking it. <laughs> All right, uh, hey, let's let's really quick tap on this training camp party. It's our third annual training camp party. Year one, Dan Miller came out, joined us. It was a great time. Year two, uh, Jim Brandsetter came out. Another great time. It's getting bigger and bigger every year. Um, this year, it's August 2nd. What did the Lions do to us, Sandman? What did they do to us? 
they. Oh, I'm sorry. You cut out there for a second oh, on my mic there. Oh, that's okay. I'll tell you what they did to us. They planned the family <laughs> fun fest on the same night at our party. Oh, they, yes. They threw okay. that little curveball at us this week, which is, which is okay. We're, we were talking about moving it, but we'd sold a bunch of tickets and we're like, how do we get people to, to move with it? And we, we finally came down with the idea that we're keeping it because it's really two different audiences. Um, family fun fest at Ford field is, is a great time, you know, for, to take the family out and, and do great family kind of things. Our party is a great time to come out and have some adult beverages, some adult <laughs> sodas or whatever else. And, uh, and, and, and have a, have a banging good time. Um, so we're, we're keeping our date. Um, Dan Miller, he said he, he was originally on the docket to come and join us. He still is. He, he, he so he, he had he told us that he's got to go do that event, but as soon as it's over, he's he's hopping in his private jet and and flying in and doing his best to get there. I'm looking at the timing. He should be able to get out of there in time to to join us. So Dan Miller will will I'm saying he will be there. He came to me out of nowhere. He said he 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 really wants to be there and he's going to bust his his rear end to do it. So Dan, one of the greats in Detroit, um, really cool. So I I'm expecting that he'll make it towards the end. We you know, also- it, it really is a great time though. And, you know, I, I made a tweet about it uh, a couple of days ago, I think. And uh, I mentioned that it's Twitter in real life. And really, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Last year, it was fantastic. Basically, the whole Pride of Detroit crew was out there. Uh, Brandy was out there. I was out there. Sweta Patel. I'm sure all of you guys know Sweta Patel. Yeah. Lions Wire, all those guys. Yeah, Lions Wire. Yeah. Uh, Brett from PFF was there. Yeah. He's you know, been there both years, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where if you want to meet people in real life, talk about Lions. You know, with people that uh, know what they're talking about, or at least can pretend that they know what they tar- they're talking about. <laughs> they like can us. sell it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic outing. Absolutely, to absolutely. To get all those people together in one place, have a drink, and and look, I've I've heard from a couple people who said I would love to make it, but you know, it's it's a I, I feel awkward jumping into a crowd of people that I don't know. Right. And I, and I don't really have anyone to go with. Me. Hey, believe me, I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have um, a few drinks. Yeah, cases flying, you know, <laughs> or a couple thousand miles to do that. <laughs> but um, besides, besides all that, it is exactly like that. It's Twitter. It's a bunch of people who who it's it's almost like speed dating without having to. Well, with the end result, well, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> but it, it is, I mean, you just meet people and have a great time and, and talk it up and go from person to person and you can, everybody is just so great. It's a great time. So the training camp party, August 2nd in Commerce Township, I gotta, I gotta keep talking about the guests. Dean Blandino is flying out and we're going to do a Q and a, so you can get your questions. You can directly bring your questions in and uh, it'll be part of our, the podcast we record there. And, and ask Dean Blandino anything you want. Dean is, is, has become an absolute wonderful guy. Um, well, he was a wonderful guy. He's just been. <laughs> Throw anything but your panties at him. We're going to have to kick you out. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, he's, 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 and I, I, I'm, I'd call him, you know, absolutely a personal friend at this point. He's, it's really funny how we've gone from hashtag fire Blandino to, to where things are now. Uh, but he's just a genuinely good guy. Um, we put together a, a great video that we're going to premiere as well with, with, with Dean in the city of Detroit. You can see the trailer on, on our YouTube channel now to get a feel for what it is. We're going to premiere that there. You, you guys are going to love it. It's, it's absolutely. Did you look at the link I, I sent you, Case, the little hidden backdoor link? 
For what? For, for the what? for the video. Look, look in your Slack. Look in your Slack. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Yes. No. I, I'm sorry. I saw it last night, right before I fell asleep. Which so night? I'll check it out. Oh, you didn't. I, see, you didn't I mean, I saw that it existed. I haven't right. watched it. I'll get it to you too, Sandman. I know you saw a, a couple of little things, but um, it's 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 absolutely fabulous. I think you guys are going to really love that. We're premiering that there. Um, Q and A with Dean. We're going to record a live show. You're part of the live audience. Um, and you full access. You'll be able to talk to him as, beyond just the, the show. You'll be able to interact with him on a, on a one-on-one basis. These, these guys are really, really cool people. And I think you'll, you'll get that sense as well. You talk about redemption arc. Dean is, is the king of the redemption arc in Detroit, I think. <laughs> and, uh, we have a, we, uh, we have another one we're working on. So we'll, we'll talk about that as we get closer to it. Uh, Riz will be there. Sandman will be there. Case is flying in to be here for the first time. This is the first time coming. I'll be there. It's all in Commerce Township at the Uptown Grill. Uber your way in and out if you're worried about the drive. It's it's not that bad, but it's absolutely worth it. Uh, dinner, we got pizza, we got all the soft drinks you can drink, the whole thing. Uh, it's thirty bucks to cover all the food and all that. It's it's just you know in the room charge and everything. Last year we came in uh, five bucks less and, and lost money. So I, I I appreciate having people over for a party, but I can't pay for the whole thing. <laughs> so we got we got to get you. In. So the tickets party podcast.com Go there, get your tickets, sign up, and 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 do this thing. Um, we got the wristbands and everything else at the door for you. There's door prizes. Uh, Fanatics is is throwing in a bunch of Fanatics fan cash that you're going to be able to use to buy stuff. Um, we've got some Lions merchandise. We've got some shirts that we're giving away. I got a Billy Sims signed football again that will be given away, and uh, we might you might see some things from Dean. Who uh, I know Riz, uh, or sorry, <laughs> Sam, man, I know you're familiar with some of the prizes that Dean, Dean brings, eh? That uh, that beautiful ball you got in your house right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to. Uh win the uh, Super Bowl football during the uh, charity events you guys put on and uh, things fantastic. So I'm looking forward to to some more opportunities. Very cool stuff. So again, party.detroitlionspodcast.com. I cannot stress enough how much fun that is. There is a limited limited room, so just get your tickets and get it done and uh, and join us. It is from 6 to 10 p.m. August 2nd and... uh, (laughs) It's it's a riot. It's just a really really good time. Uptown Grill in Commerce Township. And uh, if we if we want use the subreddit. Actually, it's a great place if you guys are looking for to room together. If you want to share a hotel, it's there's a bunch of them that are close there. Transportation. You want to arrange that stuff together. That's that's a great place to do it. People will do that. One other piece that is somewhat related on August first at the, uh, the the training facility in Allen Park. It's Zach Zenner Day. We'll all be there. We're gonna have our Zach Zenner shirts on. Uh, look for us. We're gonna do lunches and stuff. At uh at the uh, after training camp as well, so find us. We, we're, we're we're I mean you can see us in the YouTube channel. You know what we look like. We'll be wearing our, our podcast shirts and Zach Zenner shirts and all the other stuff, especially on August first. And uh, come hang with us. We'll go to lunch. We're just we're doing whoever wants to come. Go to we'll we'll go to lunch together. There's a couple places I have in mind. I used to work down right across the street from the training facility. So there's some places that I remember that I, I'd love to hit and bring a group of people to. Um, and we could have a great old time. And uh, last piece on that is I saw one of our I Love Zach Zenner shirts get signed by Zenner today on the first day. Of training yeah, that was personal. awesome. Mary Lamus. Good job. Good job, Mary. Looking good out there with that shirt. And uh, that's cool of him to do that. So he is where, you know, it's the radar and we're on it. All right. Let's <laughs> move on. Justin Rogers. Justin Rogers. You guys may have heard him. He's a guy that is is, is madly in love with Case. Um, enjoys everything that that Case does and and brings to this world. Uh, <laughs> no, he's we invited he's, him to the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> he's a great guy. He's a great guy. A uh, lot of fun. Um, he's got some early roster projections. And uh, Casey, you you 
tended to think it was garbage as usual. Everything that comes from Rogers is trash. <laughs> is what you said, I think, before we started, right? It's entirely untrue. Wink, <laughs> <laughs> nudge, nudge. Okay, no, actually, no. I did as we. It, for those of you not in the know, we're just making fun. Uh, Rogers and I are are besties now. Um, but uh, no, he he put out the uh, roster predictions. We'll run through it real quick. If there's anything that stands out, we can we can chat about it real quick. Uh, first of all, uh, two quarterbacks: Matthew Stafford, Tom, uh, Matthew Stafford, Tom Savage. Nothing to really discuss there. I don't think uh, the writing was on the wall as soon as Connor Cook got released. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> running backs: he has Carryon Johnson, C.J. Anderson, Theo Riddick, Zach Zenner, and Ty Johnson. I, I can't really argue with that. The one question mark being he has Nick Bowden out, uh, which is which is I mean it 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 everybody has loved Nick Bowden since we drafted him and the injury sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really argue with the thought that he might not make it. And he's still practice squad eligible. So, I mean, there's always that. Um, he was out there today leading the way for C.J. Anderson. And you talk about a, a, a couple sides of beef heading your way, right? I mean, that's a lot of meat that you've got to stop. Um, and to sure. see him out there playing on day one, I don't know. Yep. That, 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 that he just has a lot of ground there. to make up. Yeah. He has a lot of ground to make up. That, inj- that is like the worst timing for an injury for a guy nature, in yeah. position. Um, because you know, it's not a premium position. It's a, uh, it's a position where, you know, if you're not making progress with the team, you're not, you know, there isn't a reason to, so, I mean, it's, he's in a tough position. Mm -hmm. If he wins that role, if he wins the, you know, if they end up only keeping, I I have a hard time seeing them, uh, dropping any of the other five running backs with the possible exception of if they cut Riddick for cap reasons, I have a hard time seeing you know anybody uh, him him making it over Zenner or Ty Johnson, um, but so, uh, they, Sam, you know stranger things have happened. Sam, man, we put uh, Bodden on uh, practice squad. How how big the risk is, do you think is that we lose him to another team? Uh, you know, I think it kind of depends. Not a lot of teams run fullbacks full time, mm-hmm. uh, but I will say that um, you know while he himself is is kind of a He's a fullback, right? There's yeah. nothing really too much to say about fullbacks. He was involved in two of the best running back seasons ever. Ever. He was involved in that directly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, um, putting him out there is a little bit of a risk. You know, if we're going to run a fullback, I think he should make the roster. If we're not going to run a fullback, then we should cut him because yep. there's no, like, why keep a guy like that? Right. Uh, you know, I think... Uh, I think carrying six running backs feels bad, but it depends on his value on special teams. I guess we'll have to see the practices. You know, Zenner has a ton of special teams value. Ty Johnson has a ton of special teams value. The only person that really is kind of odd man out, like Kay said, is Theo Riddick. But he has value to us. It's just kind of a matter of how much value do we actually see in him? He didn't see a lot of, he didn't see nearly as much action last year with kind of the change in the way that Patricia wanted to play football, a little bit more hard nose, mm-hmm. a little bit more, you know, whatever. Uh, Theo really didn't fit in. I was kind of shocked to, that he hasn't been cut yet, but yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll see. I, I don't want to lose Theo because of what he's done for us, but eh, it's hard. I, I, I would be nervous about losing Nick Bodden. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, okay, wide receivers, he's got five. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, Jermaine Curse, and Andy Jones. The only one of there uh, being a like a question mark at this point is Andy Jones. And then the ones that are being you know left out of this is where the interesting stuff is. You've got Dantez Alexander, uh, Travis Fulgham, Tommy Lee Lewis, Brandon Powell. Uh, I mean, all four of those guys are guys that we have have had hopes for. I mean, Travis Fulgham being yeah. a rookie, you, they can attempt to put him on the practice squad, but I, I, I'd be a little bit surprised if, if you know, if they put him on the practice squad if he didn't get snatched right away. Yeah, uh, I just, mean, he's a six round pick, right? So he wasn't. He's not. He's not super super high, but I mean, if I'm if especially if I'm an NFC North team that needs a wide receiver, um, I, I take a flyer on a guy that knows somebody else's playbook. Yeah, and if if somebody gets hurt, uh, as Justin said, if one of those five guys gets hurt and they they um, go on on the uh, uh, IR list or anything, um, Fulgham is probably the first one back in. Sandman's picture on this video is so unnerving to me. <laughs> His eyes are just like looking at me, like what? <laughs> Every time I look up at him, I'm like what? What would I do? <laughs> He has us keeping four tight ends. Now, let me, let me, this will jump back a little bit. He has TJ Hawkinson, Jesse James, Logan Thomas, and Isaac Nauda, um, which I'm never, I'm never sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, no. <laughs> but uh, he has Isaac um, as a potential H uh, back, you know, a potential fullback. Um, like, if they, if they want to run it occasionally, He's the guy who could do that. Yeah. Okay. So, if, and with Bevel, I mean, look, everyone talks run first, run first. If you're thinking run first, if you know, we talked about what what it really means, right? But um, if you're thinking that you are truly committing to a a run heavy offense, it does a fullback does make sense in a in a in a package like that. So, well, that, we'll see, we'll see how that plays. Okay, so we got nine on the offensive line. We've got Decker, Glasgow, Ragnall, Wiggins, Wagner, Crosby, all those obvious, uh, Bauschi, obvious. Uh, then uh, Ryan Pope and Joe Dahl. I think Joe Dahl is almost a lock. Um, and we saw not- Decker, Wiggins, Ragnow, uh, Glasgow, and um, Wagner. Wagner, thank you, as the five starters in, in the mm-hmm. opening of camp today from left to right. Uh, again, Ragnow at center. It looks like we, you know, we he's going to be there. I don't think there's any question he's going to play center for the team. But that looks like that's the the starting five. Yeah, um, I don't know much about Ryan Pope. Uh, the only guy, the only guy left in that group that I actually like am vaguely, you know, familiar with his work in terms of um, potential is Bo um, uh, Ben Ben Schwell Schwell <laughs> <laughs> that's like me trying to say our warrior on the draft day between a hundred beers and then <laughs> anyway he was the undrafted free agent that we picked up that everybody was hyped about um i could he could easily be a practice squad addition um there's probably a couple of these guys who could be practice squad additions i'm just not sure a couple guys that are going to hurt themselves last day at camp right exactly mm-hmm. so uh I, I don't have any major arguments with any of that Okay. Um, that that'll be a case where I think the bottom of that will get sorted out through training camp, but I I can't really argue positions at this point. Sure. Uh, we flip over to the DL: uh, Trey Flowers, Romeo Aquara, Damon Harrison. Wait, Deshaun we got Rob- a guy with Flower in his name? Deshaun Hands. Oh, three and three and thirteen confirmed. Austin oh. Bryant, Darius Kilgo. 
are the guys he's got. Uh, Kilgo is probably the one most likely out, uh, possibly, you know, to a guy like PJ Johnson, who we drafted in the seventh. Mm-hmm. And he was um, an FI today as well, by the way. That doesn't right. Kilgo was. Yeah. 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 So that doesn't help him. Um, but I, I don't necessarily, that, that seventh spot there could go to any of the, it, it, okay. So we've got Eric Lee, uh, Mitchell Lowen, uh, Jonathan Wynn, John Atkins, PJ Johnson, Ray Smith, Kevin Strong. I, I'm not sure that any of those guys is like, a clear, you know, mm-hmm. there isn't a clear guy in any of that. None of those guys other than PJ are guys we drafted. Um, so it's, it's more of just like a who puts in the most work kind of situation. Right. right. The linebackers one. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, this kind of makes me it not, doesn't make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jared Davis, Christian Jones, Devon Kennard, Jelani Tavai. Those are your like four main guys. Right. Um, Kennard being primarily a uh, edge air, you know, off edge, you know, whatever you whatever you want to call him. Primarily a pass rusher. Uh, the other three being off ball, although all three will likely see work rushing, especially Davis and Tobai. Then, then it's two guys whose names I really kept thinking that we'd stop hearing. And that's uh, Jalen Reeves, Maben, and Miles Killigrew, Killebrew, because neither guy has progressed in a meaningful way since their rookie year. Uh, now, I mean, they're they're both just going into what their third year, so either guy could turn it around, big time. But we had we had high hopes for both of them going into last year, and both of them just completely disappeared in this defense. Right. They, like they didn't, like they weren't useful. For what we wanted, I don't know. Um, it, so I'm. I, it's it's definitely a situation. Then we've got Steve Longa, who is a special teams guy. Like that's almost entirely why that there is Emily Carney, who I've actually been hearing some decent things about. Um, but uh, it, he seems like he's you know got some pass rushing ability. But but <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this is the situation where. This team will likely be watching and waiting for other teams to cut linebackers, and it would not be surprised to see even two guys brought in um, sure. from other teams and and take uh, take not starting roles, but definitely backup roles. Yeah, no, I can see that. Okay, good stuff. Last, uh, uh, last, any, last, last. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah, the, no, the defensive backs. I wasn't going to let you take a breath. You just keep going. all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> So we're cutting Tracy backs. Walker. We're cutting um, Darius, Darius Slay. Coleman's going to be our, our number one cornerback, and we're sure. bringing Glover Quinn back. Sure. Is that what I read? Sure. Yep, that's pretty much it. Okay. It. Uh, okay. So we've got Darius Slay, Rashawn Melvin, Justin Coleman, Jamal Agnew, Amani Arwarie, Quandre Diggs. I've gotten really good at saying his name, by the way. Oh, uh, Amani did it. Okay. Uh, Tracy Walker, Will Harris, Charles Washington, Tavon Wilson. Um, After that dog meme they sent me about me, I, I had to really practice it. <laughs> <laughs> that leaves out two notable names, Tease and Mike Ford. Mm-hmm. Now, we keep hearing about Tease, um, mostly positive things coming out of the offseason about Tease. But then again, that's, that's not game day stuff. And today um, he looked they, good and Coleman didn't yeah. look good today. So just, right. just I'm not concerned about player. Coleman though. Like a, an off day for a guy like him on first day camp, that doesn't that really doesn't concern me at all. Nope, he's cut. Um, but uh, a guy like Charles Washington or even possibly Tavon Wilson could be 
even possibly Jamal Agnew if he's not if he doesn't return you know to form uh, you know now that he's back fully from injury. Uh, those are the guys who those two and and the rest of the guys whose names. Uh, CJ Moore, I think, is the only other one on there that I've even heard before um, who who have a possibility of taking that. So uh, there isn't. I don't think there's a ton of flexibility there, but there will be. It will be. It's kind of down to Charles Washington, Tease Tabor, and Mike Ford. I think that's like that. That's the big battle there. One of those three guys will make it, and the others probably won't. Okay, very very interesting. So. Rogers, you know, it's it's not. I don't want to say it's not that he doesn't have an inside scoop because he does have more information than most. people. Oh shit! I forgot to mention Ryan Santoso. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Hold on. I just I just watched uh, Chris's <laughs> desk. <laughs> Ryan Santoso. <laughs> when is Santoso about. Day at training camp? Oh, uh, uh, every day is Santoso <laughs> day. day at training camp. You got. I'm telling you. Look, I'm glad Sam Martin came back strong. I love Sam Martin. He's a great guy. But man. The, the the stuff that Santoso was pulling off last year was was pretty incredible. And look, I know Martin was. A, I don't even know that Martin was a lock last year. Actually, I mean, it, it's it's a it, it would be like a William Clay move. Battle. Right, um, right. I mean, I just it it looked in camp. Everything I, I saw, Santoso outplayed uh, Martin. And and I know Andy, we were standing there watching the uh, watching uh, Martin kick the cursing that he was doing. He was screwing up. I mean, he was just he was in his own head. I was like, wow. And then seeing what what Santoso was doing was uh, it was it was good. He's dang good. I mean, you talk about just on the ability to back up on on field goals. He was from the sideline at the fifty yard line, banging it through the skinny posts. I'm like, come on, this guy, he's got it. He's he's a backup for your for for uh, for Prater, and he's your punter. You got it nailed. Let's go. And he's gorgeous. Yeah, you know he uh, he definitely looked better than Martin in practice. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, but uh, hard to say with that sort of thing. I'm not. I'm no kicking expert. But oh, he definitely looked good. I've been kicked out of a lot of places. So I've got <laughs> a little bit of expertise. But, all right, I want to ask you, Sam, man, and this this is a little bit of a surprise question. So you you, may, you don't have to have any. But um, what's your most controversial cut? If you if you think from the roster, the 90 man roster, who do you think is the one that's the most controversial? Ooh. That's not going to make the team. You know, that's that's pretty good. I think if I had to choose somebody that if they were cut, I, w- I would be shocked, but also not shocked by, mm-hmm. it would probably be Ashawn Robinson. Whoa. Um, wow. Okay. That is contra- good. Wow. you That's a good one. That is a good one. Because I can see it, right? I mean, I can envision that scenario, but I, I mean, wouldn't have put Mike it together. Mike Daniels right? can get cut in Green Bay. Ashawn Robinson can get cut in Detroit. Maybe we sign Mike Daniels and cut Ashawn Robinson. Maybe that's what that Instagram thing was. They were saying he's too old to play. Maybe, oh, maybe it was. Oh, fortune. That's I think, interesting. I think he came on last year, but I don't know how good of a fit he is in Patricia's defense. Uh, you know, they're, they're looking for Deshaun Hand type guys, guys that can play, you know, five tech, seven tech. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Ashawn is kind of like. He's not quite a nose tackle. He's not quite a three tech. He's kind mm-hmm. of a weird tweener that in a four three front, you know, you can move him around and hope he wins his battles. And right. he did good for us last year. But they also showed signs of not really liking him that not much. Not giving him you love, know, I, I, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. have a lot of you know, I don't have any inside information. Let me come out and say that. He was mad for remember, a while. That was that remember was, he yeah. didn't start the season active. 
he wasn't active, I think, for the first two or three games. Yeah. He had, then, to earn his, he had to earn his role, which was unexpected, but, you know. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a he, I mean, he did earn yeah, he, his role. Yeah, he earned his role for sure, but, but at the you're same not wrong. time. Yeah, at the same time, you know, he missed practice today for an unknown reason. It could be completely legit. It could be another thing where, you know, we heard, we heard a lot about players not being super happy with how things were going with Patricia. For all we know, he's one of the last holdovers of that, where he really just is unhappy here. And, you know, people like press have said that he's impossible to talk to. He's like, he's super grumpy all the time. Right, right. Shocking. He doesn't look like that at all. No, no, he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> grandma. You know, this is this is a really interesting. I mean, I like I said, shocking. You you nailed it. I would not have pulled that name out myself and thought about it, but as you make the case, it's like, wow. And, and look, I'm I'm no dupe, right? I'm not you can you're not just gonna convince me of silly shit, but that you, you can make a decent case there. Very, very good. I was I'm thinking Brandon Powell, right? I know because <laughs> a lot of people like him and shit, right? But, wow, Asia. Agnews, he's coming off the injury. This, this uh, mega points, uh, and the, on the game where the points don't matter, you've got the most, Sam. Man, yeah, that was a that was a killer killer take right there. Wow. Um, all right, uh, really quick, you know, you're getting all your stuff. You're 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 around shopping. Nobody nobody goes out. Nobody likes people anymore. I hate people. You hate people too. You don't want to go yes. other than the training camp party. You got it. That's the right kind of people though. But uh, <laughs> be a xenophobe and hang out at our party. No, it's it's a it's it's you, it, shopping is different and than it used to be. You know, I've I've been using Amazon since 1998. I'll have you know. I just saw that on my on my Amazon thing. I was one of the the earlier's, uh, but. That's the place to go. That's where you do. I know that's where I do almost all of my shopping. I'm not running around town. That's a waste of my time and, and, and energy. I just hit the Amazon. You go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's the easiest way to hit the Amazon. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's the easiest way to support the show when you do your shopping at Amazon. They give us a little kickback. Never costs you anything more. It takes a little bit of the money out of Bezos' pocket. He doesn't need it. He's not, he's not SpaceX. He's wasting his money. Right, so so send it over to the podcast. The boys you appreciate over here and help us out. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Anytime you go there, it'll take you straight to the site and help the show out by doing something you're going to do anyway. All right, um, good story that Sandman brought with him when we were doing uh, the 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 five minute show prep we do. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kyle Mikey did a story in M Live about Matt Patricia making adjustments this year. Um, tap on this. Double do a double click on this for us, Sam, and let, let let folks know what's in that article because it's 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 a really really well written article that brings a lot of, of great points to the fore. Yeah, you know, and last year you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. I was um, I think it was off air, but um, I was kind of down on the team early last year. Like I saw you were yeah you were in at, a place at, at training camp. I saw it like it just was a feeling. You know, like you walk into a haunted house, you feel the ghosts. That's kind of how <laughs> training camp felt for me. I walked in, it just, something wasn't right. You know, uh, I got to tell you, I was like, I was asking myself, what the fuck's up with Andy? Jesus. You know, I mean, is he is he having a bad time? We had a great time there. Oh, I was seeing some some good stuff. I mean, there was things that were like, oh, that's not right. That seems weird. But overall, it's just training camp. It didn't seem like it was broken. But you were you were, you were were sounding the, the siren. You just, bam, on that, that button alarm, right? And mm-hmm. and I was like, God, Andy, Jill Pill, brother, they, they make Xanax. Let's let's get through this. But you were right. You were dead right. That that Jets game, I was like, Wow. <laughs> so, we were man. all like, Wow. He's yeah. a visionary. <laughs> so yeah, this Kyle Menke art article actually talks about how um Patricia's learning from some of his year one mistakes 
you know, and, and some of the mistakes that he made was personnel mistakes, not in who to sign, when to sign, but more in how to treat the players, how they would react to the way that he was treating them. Um, you know, how hard he was on them initially, uh, you know, kind of came in hot, which, you know, you can argue is good or bad long term, uh, but short term, yeah. <laughs> you know, early on, um, it was a problem. And, you know, Patricia doesn't straight come out and say that, but he, he definitely says that they looked at everything at the end of the year and, you know, how he ran his meetings, you know, which, you know, reports were that he was perpetually late to. Um, you know, how he ran practice, you know, didn't sit well with everybody. And I think he kind of realized at the end of the year that, uh, you know, this isn't a, I tell you exactly what to do and you have to do it. These are grown men that are, you know, used to things being a certain way. And sometimes it's hard to ease people into your way of doing it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, this article kind of goes over all of that and how, um, you know, you know, to quote Patricia, training camp was definitely one of those. I don't know if there will any be any major or will be anything major from a standpoint that you'll notice, but a lot of little things. And I think that's exactly what he was struggling with was the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm excited to see, you know, when we get out to training camp live this year, you know, it opened up uh, today being Thursday, whenever this comes out on Friday, probably. Um, It'll be you tonight, know, I, tonight. I love it. Um <laughs> You know, I'll, to see in person how it feels, because like you said, and like I was saying, I, I felt it early last year. Yeah. It just it, there was a feeling there. So I'm excited. All the players are saying the right things. I think that there was a, you know, a time where the team was filled with potential Caldwell holdovers that really had a hard time with an authoritarian coming in. You know, I think Quinn was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just mentioned Ashawn maybe is one of those guys. We don't know. But Quinn was definitely one of those guys. And now he's retired. I think he, he's finally getting the roster to the point. He's bringing in his own guys. Ricky Dream, Francois, you know, might come back again. Yeah, around, they talked yeah. Flowers. Yeah, I saw that they were talking to him. Yep. Yeah, Flowers. You know, so I think, you know, you bring in hard-nosed people to play hard-nosed football, and you get hard-nosed coaching, and that's expected. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, things are trending upward in that, that way, so I'm excited to see how it actually looks. And for a coach that has been in his, in his prior lives as a defensive coordinator, renowned for his ability to adjust and to play to the weaknesses of his opponent, right? And to, to capitalize on them. You see that it truly is who he is as a man, who is he is as a person. He evaluated himself. I mean, and, and how hard is it to be, uh, to evaluate yourself difficult, you know, in a, in a critical way. Um, mm-hmm. in, in that, that self-awareness is one of the most difficult things for people to master and the the fact that he's done that and and, and again day one of camp whatever but a lot of people i've heard um from who've had access to him and have talked to him have seen a a a change from him and that's uh, that's a lot of credit and it, it goes to exactly you know saying he is exactly who we thought he is as far as the adjustment coach and nothing is out of bounds to get adjusted changed and 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 fixed to make it better. So, Mikey's article is is excellent on this, but I think that's that's really what it what it you know the takeaway is is that we have a coach here who will change anything to make the team better, and and nothing is off the table. And I, that's a really really good thing in my mind. All right, um, Case, anything on uh, you you want to get Kyle? You know, say anything bad about Kyle? Get him on your bad side too, or <laughs> yeah. 
Your mom makes a bad meatloaf. Ooh, ooh, tough oh. stuff right there. Oh. That's tough stuff. Okay. Your, well, your shorts and your socks don't match. Ooh. You're oh. ugly and your mother dresses you funny. <laughs> well, we'll give uh, what I hope to get video Apparently in my mind, Kyle lives with his mother. So, <laughs> What I hope to get video of at, uh, at training camp is Kyle and Justin Dragon case up the new hill. And maybe down it a little bit, right? Pushing me down it. Yeah, there you go. So let's talk about that. There's there's a hill. They talked about it today. Um, it's it's they wear climbing gear when they're on it. It's super super steep. It's they they pulled it right out of Michigan Speedway and dropped it in there in the in the end zone in the practice field. This is <laughs> this this is this is. I mean, they're going to have to wear oxygen at the top of this hill. It's so big, right? No, I think with um, I think with Patricia now being cart bound. I don't know if the cart has enough torque to get up to the top of the hill. They're going to have to put in one of those old people's stair lifts, carry them up the top, top and yell at the players. Can you imagine the transfer from the cart to the chair lifts? (laughs) (laughs) I worked in a nursing home, man. I've seen those transfers. It's, It's not a lot of fun. Well, I mean, we, they thought you'd be more mobile when they hired you. Who knew? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so they've got the Patriots Hill. And uh, obviously, he's lost the team already. They showed up for training camp, saw the hill. Oh, my God, we're going to have to run. Team is gone, right? It's another lost year because Patricia's <laughs> lost the team. So Phil, the hill will kill. Uh, another last thing to talk about on the uh, on the, the podcast front, and one of the reasons we, we did uh, – keep the announcement so short we had a lot of things we had to cover in this in this kind of realm uh you're looking for tickets you not you're not just football tickets but they're good ones too baseball hockey concerts you name it any kind of tickets you want hit ticks tix.detroitlionspodcast.com tix.detroitlionspodcast.com it takes you over to seat geek where you can pick your own seat that way someone else doesn't pick it for you and uh you can you can Go to your event, find the seat you want for the price you want, and go there. Great prices. And, and like all the rest of the stuff, it's a great way to support the show by doing something you're going to do anyway. Ticks.DetroitLionsPodcast.com works anywhere in the United States. It doesn't matter where you live. Get your tickets there and help us out. All right. Last piece. You alluded to it a little bit earlier, Casey Basie. Uh, or, that's from his, his old freestyling days. Uh, around the Division with Mike Daniels. Why don't you go ahead and take us there? Around the So bad. Oh, Calm down. Okay. No, actually, we're not doing a full around the division this week. I don't have enough to talk about with the Vikings and the Bears, so we'll stick to the big news. And and as soon as we start getting more training camp news coming out about everybody, uh, then we'll uh, then then we'll reinstate the weekly around the division stuff and and, uh, and and dig into that, which is always one of my favorite things to do. Awesome. Um, however, so the one piece of news: Packers unexpectedly cut. Defensive tackle Mike Daniels. Um, it it was a bit of a surprise, and and with any cut like this, you can always find people who will say, you know, oh, I saw that coming. You know, I saw that coming. But I think I, I saw think it coming in this in this particular instance. I think the vast majority of uh, Packers fans and media were caught a little bit off guard. It wasn't that they didn't see the writing on the wall for Daniels long term. He's getting older. He was hurt last year. Um, he, he's thirty. Uh, they they like the group they have uh, behind him, etc. But 
I mean, he's still a very good player and very productive player. So I do think that it came as a big shock. And now they save about, what, uh, $9, 10000000 million yeah. this year from cutting him? Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is not insignificant and, and something they're going to want to roll over the next year where they, they weren't sitting on a, a large amount of cap space. Um, so it will give them more flexibility next year also. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, while I think they're trying to approach a win now mode, I don't think they're willing to go 100% all in right this moment. They might be willing to do that next year. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the thing, right? They were always so renowned for, drafting well and not doing the free agency thing not, not taking part in it right and that's going to change now with the new regime and well oh, and man, they have i hope to, they have someone like a major capologist of- god i hope they do <laughs> just destroy that team for yeah years. they have to make the most out of rogers remaining years yep right so Yep, they're on a time frame for sure. Yeah. So I like like I say, if, if they didn't feel like this year was their year, but next year might be, that may have been why they did this move. Yep. Yep. No question about it. All right. So he's around. Oh wait, sorry. There's the absolute absolute question that comes up. Whoa. Hey, Packers cut Mike Daniel. Should we get him? Should we pick him up? Sam, man, you have any thoughts? You know. Um, I think that we're probably fine up front. I, you know, I don't know. Like you said, Mike Daniels was injured last year, and he's a fantastic player. But I don't know if he's versatile enough for Patricia's defense. I think if they brought him in, I definitely wouldn't be upset about it. Uh, obviously, not at the price tag that he was released for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I think some other team will snag him up uh, before we even get the opportunity to to look at him. I think he's just outpriced. I think you're right on all fronts. Yeah, that's great. All right, with that, I really quick, just want to reiterate, hit that party, get your tickets for the, the training camp party. It is a riot. You're going to have a great time, and we want to see you there. Um, I love meeting all the people that listen to the show, right? I mean, it, talking to you guys and spending time and hanging out um, is is absolutely ideal. It's one of my favorite times. It's one of the things that makes this my favorite time of the year. Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. That's where the tickets are. Head on over there and spend some time. Um, again, don't don't be worried to come alone. You can come out, and there's a lot of people there that are on their own. You make some friends fast, and um, Case, he, he, he's ready to be loved by everyone. So there you go. Remember, we're looking for your involvement in the show. Hit up the subreddit. Give us your feedback, and uh, we, we take it all seriously. We listen to you, and we have those conversations. So don't don't be afraid to use that. We appreciate the constructive feedback. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get access to that Slack chat, and, and I'm not even kidding. And I, I think you know, Sam and Case know it as part of it. Uh, most intelligent chat you're going to find about the Lions anywhere on the internet. <laughs> uh, for as little as a dollar a month on Patreon, you can get access to that, and uh, we appreciate anything more than that. But get yourself some some good stuff out of that. Also, check us on Facebook, facebookcom the Detroit Lions Podcast, facebookcom the Detroit Lions Podcast, and follow us on the Twitter bleeder at. DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see Case taking an ice bath. Oh, that's that's not bad. Uh, give us a call on Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast is the account, all one word. Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-Lions. It's 929-335-4667. We'll get you on the show. And make sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. You can do it at iTunes, Google Play, anywhere else. But that'll get you to the one you want to go to. But by subscribing, we will show up in your audio player automatically. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. 
No problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.